beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rafe, your man with no plan. Here with me is my crew. We've got Brett. I'm up in this filming like Albert Hitchcock. Yes. <laughs> We've got Drew. No. You come, come on, you, you had all that time to find a Pitbull lyric. <laughs> we got Patrick. What's cooler than being cool? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're here to talk about music, uh, not Pitbull, and we will never talk about Pitbull uh, because we, I will quit this show before we talk about Pitbull. <laughs> also, what, what we I also would like talk to talk about Pitbull for like half an hour before the show. <laughs> exactly. Also, also, Swagger, you lumped in Outcast with Pitbull, and I'm very unhappy with you. Yes. I was trying to change it from horrible stuff to like good stuff. I was trying Fair to redirect enough. the conversation away from Pitbull. Fair enough. We'll talk about uh, that another time, but we're here to talk about music. <laughs> no, we won't. We're here to talk about music, and of course, the provider of the said music, like I said last week, is me. Uh, I've got the music this week. I've got a little band by the name of Fountains of Wayne, a set of New Yorkers, a full set, a complete set of New Yorkers uh, making music. Uh, and the album we're going to talk about is none other than Welcome Interstate Managers. Uh, it is, yes, it's, it's that song. We know it's that song, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, this is a, just a bunch of cool, clever guys uh, from New York making some interesting music uh, and a cool album that uh, I've sung several songs of which are karaoke. Uh, and then it became an album I decided to sit down and listen to and thought, oh man, this is a fun record. It has a lot of cool things and has goes really cool places, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the guys think. Uh, I'll start with Drew, since he's already on camera. Drew, what were your expectations coming into this record? Well, the only song that I've ever heard of them was the song that everybody's heard from them, which was Stacy's mom. Um, so what I was expecting was something super dumb and semi-catchy and earwormy, but at the same time, just dumb. Um, Cause that's all I, I knew of them before. Um, something that was very clean cut radio sort of stuff. Um, that poppy sort of alt rock that was popular at the time, and that's that's all I was expecting to get, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations? Um, I knew Stacy's mom because I'm a person who existed when it came out, and you couldn't escape it. I actually kind of enjoy that song. I sometimes enjoy bad music, kind of, che- kind of cheesy <laughs> pop rock. Like I love bare naked ladies. They're kind of cheesy pop rock. They just happen to be very good at it. Um, so I sometimes like stuff like that. It's a song. It's not my favorite song ever, but I enjoyed it. But beyond that, I had never heard anything. 
Uh, Brett, I know you're fair. You're somewhat familiar with Fountains of Wayne, I believe. Yeah, uh, when I think of Fountains of Wayne, I, I actually, you know, I, I can remember the first time I ever heard them. Uh, I, I got a good deal of radio play back in the 90s with uh, I Want to Sink to the Bottom with You. I think uh, that was uh, a song that really, I, I first heard the strummy, uh, earwormy, catchy styles of them. Um, and uh, I, I also remember when this hit really hard on MTV and also, that was a period of time where I had much music, uh, <laughs> so I got to see the Canadian uh, response to this, and uh, I, I, I do have certain things that tie this album with other things, like the darknesses uh, coming to America and uh, believing in a thing called love. Yes, um, they're really yeah. weird things to tie in with yeah. this record. Well, it's a period of time. I this was this yeah, came out when I was in Pennsylvania, going when I left home and went to school. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just very juxtaposed, yes. I guess. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this record is, is, is interesting in a couple of ways. I mean, there's all, the obvious you know, tie-in that everybody remembers. Uh, but then it does go a lot of different ways as far as sound. It does a lot of cool stuff of being catchy and fun and clever in some ways with like, you know, the lyrical content being kind of a power pop, power pop record. Uh, does experiment with some sounds here and there. It's pretty, pretty diverse. At least from you know from what little knowledge I have of music, it's pretty diverse uh, and goes a lot of cool different ways. Uh, but I'll let the guys give their thoughts because they're going to articulate it a lot better. Uh, Drew, what would be the some of the themes and elements, and how would you would describe this musically? Well, I wanted to start out by getting a little bit more into why i never picked this up album up before um mostly stacy's mom is the most annoying thing on the planet that song <laughs> god i hated that song it was overplayed it was just naughty enough to still get on the radio but be ooh, naughty it's that tongue-in-cheek humor i hated that i don't know what i was expecting to get out of this record at this point because it was not what i expected from top to bottom there were parts of it that reminded me why i can dig that like sort of late mid to late 90s like weird awkward nerds making music like poppy sort of alt rock radio stuff but it's also the stuff that's like really far out there and really different um like i got bits of country on this record i got like dark and brooding stuff it was weird tonal shifts throughout and i was not expecting that um and that's what surprised me. I was expecting to come into this and have it be a one note thing that I didn't really care for. I expected it not to be that great musically. I expected the band not to have that much depth or staying power with me, but there were tonal shifts and I've said it before and I'll say it again. A, a decent smart band will know the notes they can hit and they know the tone that they're after and they know what their fans like and they can play it really, really well. A smart band, a, good smart man will be able to shift tonally but never lose who they are and this band did that multiple times and it struck me as really really weird um when you have we'll get into this because the song that i'm going to reference is one that really stuck with me as being a giant surprise but when you have a ukulele cover and a Katy perry cover of the same song you're doing something really odd um, and I think that's kind of cool. Um, it was, it went from being a band that I didn't really care to hear 
um, ever, and I wish that I could just forget about, into being something that I was very, very excited to see more of this band. Like, I I will probably go and delve into more of this later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what were the themes and elements that caught your attention on this record? Um, so... Like, making pop rock is really hard to do well. It's really easy to to pull a Jimmy's Chicken Shack and have a hit. It's really easy to get one of those as far as music goes. <laughs> it is really hard to ever follow that up. It's a crapshoot, but it is easy. It, it's a crapshoot, but it's really hard. And, and there are bands that do it, and they're you, some on. inexplicably and some because they're good. You could it, say that's what Jimmy's Chicken Shack did right. Is that what you would say? Yeah, that's they finally found out what they did right. We can finally tell him. They made that one. We can finally tell him. I got the joke out. Sorry. Yes, (laughs) but so for me, like it's, but it's something that I do sometimes really enjoy because it is. It's just easy to listen to. You don't have to care. You don't have to concentrate. It's not complicated or anything. The problem I ran into here is like, while it's not all bad, it's it's like the album is twice as long as it needs to be. And it has a lot of, I just called it the doldrums. It just kind of gets boring for a while. And, and like, you can see little flourishes of good and they like have a, like a song that's like totally like 70s sounding and they have a country and Western song for reasons that aren't clear to me, but it's, there's a reason that like, unless you really cared we didn't get like three more huge fountains of Wayne heads. They just kind of faded into semi obscurity. And this album is mostly that sort of stuff. That is just forgettable. Meh. Pop music. Hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention? I'm going to bring it back a little more shallow. Uh, this is an album that had uh, plenty of tracks you could pull. Uh, to the soundtrack of an early 2000s uh, romantic comedy starring Catherine Heigl and some square dog guy with an accent. You know, it, it's it's that kind of music. Um, it's it's not quite as horrible as, uh, you know, uh, every little thing she does is magic. But there, there's some there's some there's some very uh, uh, movie trailer esque songs on this um, tone wise. Uh, they, they do get some really good mileage out of some clean jangle. Uh, this is, these are strum jams to, to be sure. Um, and, uh, you know, these songs will live on forever in acoustic open jam nights in coffee shops around the world. Um, uh, lyrically they, they don't really get too serious. Um, but they don't go full ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, they might be giants or the presidents. They, they sort of keep things grounded, but, uh, you know, this isn't a band you're going to go to for technical prowess. Uh, so, they they can write a song. They they can write something that is uh, catchy, uh, strum jam, uh, and it's very much of the time. Uh, it's 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 kind of nutty that uh, you know this this was what uh, what pop rock was back when there was such a thing as pop rock. There's not a whole lot of that going on now. It's sort of a uh, a, a a fossil. Uh, yeah, you have to be all or nothing. You have to be. So yeah, they're, far, they're, in all rock territory, or you have to be super bubbly pop. You can't, you can't be the middle. Anymore. Or they just don't play rock music on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rock music has been dead for about a decade. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's EDM now. 
but yeah, Here. it's an interesting. Uh, yeah, there's some interesting points. And getting into some of those tracks that uh, that do those shifts, uh, of course, there's Stacy's mom. It's a thing you all remember. You don't need to get into it. Uh, but there's fun songs. It, it starts off. I'll do the record breaking thing. It starts off with a fun, clever, uh, catchy song in Mexican wine, uh, where lyrically it just kind of goes for for good rhymes and and uh, and fun wordplay. Uh, but it's a fun, catchy song. Uh, then it, you know, immediately followed up by a fun, catchy song in Bright Future and Sales. Uh, there's of course the song that was covered by Katy Perry, uh, Hack and Sack, because it, it I gets played your that first... all the time when I was in high school. We'd go out <laughs> back in the lot and, and play, some hack and, <laughs> hack and sack. play some Hack and Sack. Yeah, uh, I, I prefer playing Poughkeepsie. Oh, yeah, well, you know, in a pinch. <laughs> Yeah, um, Rochester, and then it kind of goes. It, there's a couple other places, other songs that you know. It, it there's definitely a lot of points where they remind you they're from New York. They definitely like referencing New York in a lot of different ways. I mean, with Fire Island and Hackensack, you know, from the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, you know, Valley Winter Song and No Better Place have their own uh, personality. And Haley's Waitress, a song about <laughs> a waitress that doesn't come that you can't find and. Uh, just will not show up for the life of her. Uh, it's just they make made a a, a a melancholy song about not being able to find the waitress, uh, and you know it just goes to a lot of different interesting places like things like Hey Julie. Uh, but before I name t- uh, drop the entire record, uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? I'm going to skip the record breakers thing. I'm going to go straight to a bright future in sales. Um, I know I I've been harping on Stacy's mom and my hatred for it. That song was supposed to give me the giggles and didn't. Um, this song gave me a bit of a, a fair chuckle. Um, it wasn't a hearty belly laugh, but it was a chuckle. It was something that was an earworm. It was uh, give a give it, it a star me... rating. One of us out of ten stars uh, from like you know rolling on ten. the floor to to chortle to you know we need to, um, we need to have a graduated scale of how much this made you laugh. It was a, it was about Frasier level of laugh. <laughs> You're digging. Wow, that that's. That, I do not. I'm not buying into this anymore. Done. Not full on Cheers though. Nope. I'm I'm out. No, not Cheers. About Frasier. About like, huh? That's pretty funny. Ha ha. Not like, not anything more than that. Um, Bring Frasier into my podcast, sir. <laughs> Frasier was a good show. Do we have to do Frasier Breakers? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will see you outside in the post-show, <laughs> sir. As long as you have um, some tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Um, but then, uh, going past that, if we can, if we can get past my uh, reference of a Seattle radio talk show host, um, Hackensack. What the hell was this? Like. Like we said, at a certain point, when you get in the fountains of Wayne, you're expecting something because you know where it's at. But, like, this was dark. It was sort of brooding. It had a strong vocal element. It had, like, almost a surf style to the guitars. Like, that was way slowed down. It was a cool song. And you got, though, like I said, you got some great covers of this. Um, uh, There's a really good Katy Perry cover. And then I was also... uh, told to look up a cover by the daughter of one scott johnson um 
who did a ukulele cover of this. It was, was really good. Um, it's just a fantastic song. Um, and not what I was expecting out of this song, uh, this band. It was really well, well written. Um, but like definitely different tonally. And also another thing I was not expecting was to get a country song out of hung up on you. What was this? Like, again, it's that thing of like, I went to Fountains of Wayne. I was like, okay, it's going to be like poppy alt rock sort of stuff. Like it's going to be that sort of mid to late nineties pop rock that you heard on college radio stations or whatever. Just strummy and cool and earwormy, but this was not what I was expecting at all. (laughs) And it was, it was, it was good. It was really well done. It was that like late eighties, early nineties feel of country, but it was like, not at all what I was expecting on the Fountains of Wayne, which is what really made me sit up and take notice about this. I was like, oh, wow, this is something different. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks that, well, some of the tracks that caught your attention? I'm going to defend Stacy's mom. It, I agree of this era of one hit wonders. It's not my favorite, um, but it's, it's, it's a fun song. It, it does that thing that, uh, that pop music sometimes does where it sounds a little bit familiar and, and they basically said this is a tribute to the cars yeah. and it has that kind of a vibe to it, but it doesn't sound like a car song. It just, well, it the has beginning just, sounds like this is all, all yeah. uh, just what I needed. I mean, literally, yeah. <laughs> it's literally just what but, I needed. Right. At the but like sort of like, like taking something familiar that people are nostalgic for, but then kind of doing your own thing with it. It's, it's not the best song ever. But, you know, now whatever we are, you know, 10 plus years from its release and not having to hear it on the radio every eight minutes, it's fun. Um, Bright Future and Sales. I like it because I like story songs where like the song is a story. And I like that it was a story song about the most boring character in the universe with a boring life. And (laughs) it's just sort of it's it's, you know, this really boring character who's getting around. Getting by, yeah. being a guy. He's just like getting by, working in sales, being kind of shitty. Um, and and Hackensack was okay. Like it was, it, it it's a song about being stuck in your hometown, and you know everyone else leaves, and it it hits close to home. I will leave it at that. Yeah. My issue was after that, I just couldn't find another song I enjoyed. Like the first four tracks were all right, and then I was just like, okay, how much longer is this album? Oh, I've got to listen for another forty minutes. Okay. And that mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's the challenge of this genre is it's hard it's hard to do really well. It's really easy to do well once. It's hard to repeat in this case 17 goddamn times. Mm-hmm. Uh Brett, what would be some of the tracks that caught your attention? Well, uh one thing that just attracted my attention was I guess I deleted a large section of my my note on one of these songs uh weeks ago when I first started making these notes. And so uh okay, uh Mexican wine. Uh I'm just going to read it as it goes. Uh it's got absurd lyrics. The the track sounds like the the post-grunge alternative like after Weezer came to town. Uh synth horns comma uh, <laughs> uh that, that's where that line ended I, i'm sure i had something to say about synth horns but uh yeah oh uh, but let's go into stacy's mom because uh like in 2003 i had a roommate in western pennsylvania uh named arturo and uh, arturo was huge into singing the song in the shower arturo was not very good at english 
Um, so he was making up a lot of lyrics. So I can always hear Arturo's like, uh, like hum, 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 going on like forever, like some great improvisation. He is forever attached to this song. Next, Hackensack, uh, tremolo jangly guitar. Um, the, this v- very much uh, made me go on a search for uh, uh, Fender amp tone stacks and uh, the, the different vibrato channel on deluxe reverb through the year uh it's uh it's it's moody it's a moody song but not in an unbearable offensive way uh and uh with uh hey julie uh i believe that this marks the moment where the uh the wero scrape uh has eclipsed the vibro slap as my favorite hand percussion instrument <laughs> um because uh wow they used it uh, to effect um it's it's a very uh very earwormy track uh it's 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 very very tight um in 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 its in its ability to dig itself into your brain um and you know end up on network television sometime yes <laughs> uh yeah and this is some 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 tracks that that definitely kind of uh stand out on the record uh and definitely understand the varying points that are made uh, but let's bring it back around the horn for cons- conclusive thoughts uh drew what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole um i say a lot on this show that something that's great about it is finding the things that i never found before uh finding your your bad rabbits finding your night sweats uh like we have in the past for me um it's sort of chromio. I have no problem finding my night sweats, but that's just because I ate a burger. That's, yeah, it's because I'm fat and I usually leave my computer on and it's a Radeon, but that's computer nerd jokes. Um, but there's also the fact of stuff that I knew that I thought I would hate and going back to it and finding out that it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, Brett did it before with Lady Gaga. Uh, for me and this hit that with fountains of wayne um i never got gave these guys a fair shot because i i cannot stop talking about how much i hate stacy's mom um the only good time was when i got to laugh at it at a bowling for soup show but that's neither here nor there um so i guess the best thing i can say is that if you didn't give these guys a chance before maybe you should um, cause you might walk away being surprised. It's not musically deep. This, you're not getting into crazy, awesome guitar solos or drum fills or a deep, rich, cool bass lines or whatever. You're getting a pop rock record, but you're getting a really well done pop rock record that goes, sends you for a few loops a couple of times, uh, sends you down some dark brooding paths and some sort of twangy guitar paths some surf rock path but it all comes back to a pop rock thing and it's all very catchy and earwormy and sometimes maybe you shouldn't judge a a a one hit wonder by a song did that with jimmy's chicken shack because i really like the one song let's just say you should you shouldn't do it with fountains of wayne and you shouldn't do it with jimmy's chicken shack either but for the complete opposite reason (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah uh, fair sorry enough. if sorry if this uh podcast ever reaches a member of Jimmy's Chicken Track. Seem like cool dudes. Oh no, they seem like great dudes to hang out with. <laughs> after they're done playing music. 
Yes. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? Uh, it wasn't for me, but I get why people enjoy it. There's, if you if you want something that is light and not very filling and not very serious, there's something to enjoy here. They 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 can play instruments, they can write songs. It just didn't hit it for me. I, I'm gonna like like I didn't like it, but that doesn't mean it's terrible because I I actually don't think it's terrible. I just don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett. What will be your conclusive thoughts? Heaping dumpster trash garbage. No. Um, if you're looking for something technically impressive, this this is not where you need to go. Um, it, it, this ain't for you. Um, but uh, this genre doesn't really require, you know, Ingve. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 foundation of this album is is, is its catchy lyrics and its uh, its clean approach to songwriting. Um, and it does that uh, if if that's what you're in the mood for. If if you're you're gonna find a few variations on the sound that you know in your head of Fountains of Wayne, but if you dig a little deeper, you might find something in there that 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 is for you. And there is definitely things for people in this album that have yet to hear it. Yes, yes. And so I definitely. hear that Stacy's mother is an attractive lady. Yes, I hear that as well. Um, yeah, and I think conclusive thoughts is that this is a this is a, a, a band and an album that is worth kind of checking out at least once. Uh, if you all you know is Stacy's mom, which is f- true for a lot of people, then listen to a few of the songs. It's got some catchy music. It's got some it's got some fun lyrics. It's got you know some fun ideas and it goes in fun different places and it's got a lot of songs but it's okay i mean well for for some people it's okay for some it's not okay but, <laughs> uh because you can just kind of have fun kind of uh wandering through it and just letting it kind of wash over you a little bit uh but it's, it's fun it's a fun record it's some fun songs uh and it's worth kind of Separate bouncing track. around to it's a fun record, except for track three. Yeah, and I used to skip that. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I used to skip Stacey's mom for a while. It's just like, uh, I like this song. I like this song. Skip this song. I like this song. I, like this song. I, I skipped it every single time during this review. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I've done. It. I, the only reason I kept like went back and listened to it was to talk about it now. But yeah, eh, whatever. It's still got some fun songs. Plus, uh, quite a. Uh, uh, those first two tracks are really fun to sing at karaoke. There might be people in our audience who have never heard Stacy's mom. Yes. <laughs> there, there we do have that that, that possibility. Yes. So they might think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's like Pac-Man fever to them. Yes. <laughs> whoa, 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 time out. Who in their right mind or thinks do Pac-Man? The Kong. Sorry, do the Donkey Kong. That's that's a superior track. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, go check out Funds of Wayne. Welcome, Interstate Managers. <laughs> uh, now we get to our haiku reviews. Our fun gimmick that we do every episode. Our main event. Thank you very uh, much. The main event of you, the evening. Time before now. Might as well keep it as the main event. Yes. The main event of the evening. Our haiku review. Uh, let's bring it. Let's, let's do the same order. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Winton expecting to hate every second. I did not do that. 
Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Power pop is hard, so easy to have one hit without another. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Songs of an era. And catchy as all get out. 90s spillover. Mm-hmm. Refrigerator, refrigerator, refrigerator. The crocodile uh, alligator. Uh, yes, uh, I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. Uh, clever New York guys deliver some fun rock tunes and quite a bit more. Uh, is my haiku. And scene. Uh, <laughs> so, those are our thoughts on on. On the album which contained Stacy's mom. Uh, there's more to it. Uh, definitely worth checking out. So you can check this album out on our Spotify playlist. Uh, we're keeping track. We're curating that. Uh, you can play Record Breakers the Home Game. In fact, that's the name of the playlist. Record Breakers the Home Game. Uh, so you check it out on there. Uh, also on that Spotify playlist is going to be next week's album. Uh, it's going to be provided by none other than Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us next week? Uh, something completely different, but actually of kind of the same era. Uh, Mastodon and their second album, Leviathan. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an interesting discussion next week. Uh, so, But that's next week, and this is this week. And of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbityHibbity